honest, when they were two and five, is there any way you thought they were going to be in the playoffs? Nope. No way. And if somebody said they did think that, they were lying. I so want to go and find all my Facebook friends who were doubters who called for LaFleur's head. Mm-hmm. Those are the same ones who are the first ones to say, knew it all along, Packers all the way. Let's talk to our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Radio, Jason Wilde. Good morning. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Jason? Knew it all along, Marcus. Yeah, knew, knew it, it all along. Yeah. All right, so take us into the locker room. I know Keyshawn Nixon went on a live stream on Instagram, but I didn't see it. Take us in the locker room. What was it like? Oh, well, the parts that I wasn't in there for yet, there was uh, Alex Magoo, the third-string quarterback, riding around in a laundry cart pushed by <laughs> backup quarterback Sean uh, Clifford. There were cigars, victory cigars being smoked like it was the 1960s Celtics with uh, <laughs> Red Auerbach. Um, yeah. Pretty celebratory, and, and what a great, great story. You guys know, you know, I don't root for teams. I root for stories, and, and this story of this team to do what it has done this season. Uh, when they were 2-5, and five, and oh, by the way, if you didn't think they were making playoffs when they were 2-5, and five, good. You shouldn't have. They were terrible. They, yeah. they lost four games in a row, mm-hmm. and they were not trending in any way, shape, or form in a positive direction. Not Jordan Love to be the clear-cut quarterback of the present and future. Not Matt LaFleur, who was trotting out conservative game plans, worried about whether all these young guys could handle anything greater than that in terms of the scheme, which he was right, they couldn't. Um, They were not a very good football team. But it's a long season, and I'll say this. There were people that thought after they lost to Tampa that the season was over. I definitely did not think they were a playoff team at 2-5. and five, But even after that Tampa game when everybody was down, you look at the three games they had left, you look at how they had played previously, I still thought that this was very much possible at that point. And as it turns out, that was actually correct. So it's, it's a remarkable, remarkable season. I have no idea what's going to happen. On Sunday in Dallas, the Cowboys haven't lost at home all year. They put up a ton of points in most of their home games. So it could be tough, but it's been impressive to this point, and and what a cool story for this young team to make the playoffs. So is this the best job that Matt LaFleur has done as head coach? Yeah, you know, obviously when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, even one that can be uh, difficult at times, uh, it makes your job a heck of a lot easier, and it makes you look a lot smarter. And so I, I did a story for, for Sunday's paper uh, in the State Journal that was probably my favorite story of the year. And if you guys remember, after they beat the Rams uh, way back in early November, um, Matt LaFleur said that Jordan Love had to let it rip. And, and he has, there's no doubt about that. But what was really cool was in talking to a bunch of people around the building, including LaFleur and Sean Clifford and, and Jordan Love. Um, Matt LaFleur had to let it rip, too. He had to stop being so conservative and stop trying to protect these young guys. And these young guys proved that they could handle more of a complicated offensive system, and he didn't have to protect them. And so he let it rip as a play caller. And if you look at what Jordan Love has done, 
starting with Pittsburgh. We always talk about that Pittsburgh game being the turning point, even though they lost. Um, it's really impressive. I mean, he finished the season in the last eight games, 18 touchdowns against one interception. Like, that's big, 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 big time. And that's been really impressive to watch Jordan grow so quickly and so much over the last eight weeks of the season. All right, well, let's talk about the Cowboys. They're a good team. They haven't lost at home this season. How do we go in there and win? Well, I'm not sure they can, but uh, the fact that they're in this position um, is the most important thing. And I I know that that sounds a little moral victory-ish, but Mm -hmm. I just think it's so important. And and I know I've said this to you guys, like you think back to 09 and, you know, Rogers' first year as a starter was 08. And then things kind of clicked in about midway through 09 and they make the playoffs. And it's that kind of gut-wrenching, playoff loss that they experience, right? They go to Arizona, Rodgers gets uh, face masked and sacked and fumbles, and the Cardinals win in overtime, 51-45. to Great game. I mean, incredibly entertaining game. But everybody forgets Aaron Rodgers' first pass as an NFL player in the postseason was an interception, and we know he didn't throw many of those during his career. So that was, a, that was one of those, hey, now we know what it's like to play in the playoffs. And it took them until Rogers' second year as the starter to get that experience. In Jordan Love's first year, they're going to get that experience now. I just believe that it's a progression when you want to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they are this year, but they're in the dance, and now they get to experience it. So by the time we get to next year, and they're aiming much higher than they might have been this year, They've got that experience because, remember, after the Packers lost that playoff game in Arizona, the following year they went on a four-game winning streak in the postseason that included winning Super Bowl forty-five. Jason, Jordan Love, undoubtedly the team's MVP, but who's number two on that list? Well, boy, I'll say this. The fact that Aaron Jones, who, you know, if you remember way back to September, was so good in Chicago and pulled his hamstring uh, on his touchdown catch and run and then was in and out of the lineup, was ineffective. Then he came back and gave them a little boost against the Chargers in mid-November and injured his knee and missed three more games. So he missed six games total plus parts of two others. And now the last three weeks, 100 yards, 100 yards, 100 yards, after they didn't have a 100-yard rusher all year long. I mean, he's just, he tilts the field in their direction. And so having him, the, the, the Bears came in as the number one ranked run defense in the league. And going into the game, I thought, well, are they going to give the ball to Aaron Jones anyway? Or we've seen Matt LaFleur and Mike McCarthy before him not give, Aaron Jones enough opportunities, right? We complained about that all the time. Well, instead he ends up running 22 times for 111 yards. And really, I thought that balanced their offense so beautifully with what Love did. I mean, I still can't get over Jordan Love, who was completing like 57% of his passes early in the year, finished not only with 64% as his completion rate, but he was 27 of 32, he had five incomplete passes, and two of them were phenomenal throws to receivers in the end zone 
that were very close to being touchdown passes. I mean, he was just so on point that that tells you how far he came. Do the players and coaches have to pay for the equipment that they break during a game? And more specifically, how much is it going to cost Matt LaFleur to pay for that headset that he broke at the end of the first half? Uh, I don't think that they have their wages garnished, but it's, uh, yeah, he was not pleased. That's for sure. And, and frankly, he had every right to be like, look, that was a close game. I mean, they, they won by eight, which if the bears offense wasn't inept, uh, that's a touchdown and a two point conversion away from forcing overtime. So when you have an opportunity like that, they call that doubling up. If you can go in and score before halftime and then come out, get the ball to start the second half and go score again. And that was an incredible wasted opportunity. It was funny though, in kind of the celebratory post game, you know, one of one of the other reporters asked about about that kind of unfolding the way it did at the end of the half, and you could tell that even through all his joy and happiness, Lafleur was still really ticked that they squandered that opportunity. So, did Joe Barry is his job safe now that they've made the playoffs? I'm not sure about that. I mean, look again, I don't want to downgrade everything that they accomplished because. I think this has been an incredible run and, and really exciting for a young team. But, I mean, if we look at the last three games to finish the season, uh, they played really well for 53 minutes uh, against Carolina with the rookie number one overall pick at quarterback who had been bad all year. And then he caught fire in the fourth quarter, and they ended up at 30-30 to at one point late in that game. And then... I still believe the Vikings lost last week's game by going with that rookie quarterback. He was terrible. And he might not be terrible someday, but he was terrible on that night. And then, I don't know, like, I don't know if you have Bears fan friends, but, like, I really like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems to be made up of all the right stuff, except there's one thing that I don't think he's very good at, and that is consistently throwing the football which is kind of important if you're a quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, no matter how much I like him as a dude and a leader and a teammate and an athlete, like they have to, they have to draft number one overall, the, the Caleb Williams, the quarterback that everybody thinks is a Cantonist prospect. They cannot. I mean, did you ever feel like the bears were really threatening? No. To mm-hmm. Come back and tie the game. You can't win that way. So, uh, I, I'm not sure. That's a long answer to. I'm not sure what these guys have done defensively is that impressive to save his job. But I will give Joe Barry this: he changed what he was doing the last couple of weeks. He sent more pressure. He was more aggressive, and was good enough to win and get them in the playoffs. I don't know. Did you see uh, what Justin Fields said? By the way, uh, just in case it was his last game to the city of Chicago. Love y'all. Appreciate the fans and the support from all the Bears. And in this case, if this is my last rodeo, I appreciate y'all for everything. Justin Fields. Yeah, he's a real – everyone that I know in Chicago just tells me what a phenomenal kid he is. I mean, they all really, really like him. But, you know, again, you, you can't – look at what Aaron Rodgers – look at what Aaron Rodgers did to the Bears for so long. Look what Brett Favre did to the Bears for so long. And now look at what Jordan Love did in his two games against them. Like, you have to have a guy that can throw the football and throw it well. And, and 
I can't even imagine how jealous Bears fans are after watching what Jordan Love did yesterday and then comparing it to what their quarterback does. All right, Jason, as always, thank you for the insight. We'll talk to you later in the week more about the Cowboys game. I appreciate it. Mike McCarthy already said no drama this time around. I felt like that might have been directed at me. I think it probably was. <laughs> All right, All right take care. Be good. See you. Jason Wildey, our Green and Gold Insider and three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN and brought to you by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them 866-992-1717 or mrhollandshomeservices.com. And Jason's also brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Buying vintage rides and muscle cars, visit djstransmissions.com. Jason Wildey, part of what we do on the morning KLH.